Hello and welcome to the 65th episode of Crosby's Nine. It's Drew here. How are you? Are you ready to go? This is Crosby's Nine, as you know, where we look at English from all angles. And I was thinking about my weekend. Today is Monday as we speak, and I was thinking about my weekend. And man, did I eat a lot. Man, did I eat a lot. Can you repeat, please? Man, did I eat a lot. Did I eat a lot. Now, I am using that expression to emphasize the fact that I ate a lot of food. I drank a lot of beer. <laughs> I ate a lot. And we use it in the interrogative. Man, did I eat a lot. And of course, I don't use my voice as if it were a question. I don't say, man, did I eat a lot? No, I say, man, did I eat a lot? So this is something that you can use. You can use the structure of the interrogative, the question structure, the grammatical structure of a question to emphasize an idea. Man, did I eat a lot over the weekend. Man, did I drink a lot over the weekend. Watch your intake. This is what people tell you. They say, well, you should be watching your intake. You should watch your salt intake. You should be watching your fat intake. This is what doctors tell you. Watch your sugar intake. Watch your alcohol intake. Watch your caffeine intake. Watch your intake. Watch, watch, watch your intake. Well, wait a second. What is intake? Well, intake is like consumption. If my doctor tells me I have to watch my salt intake, that means I have to control the amount of salt that I eat, the amount of salt that I have in my diet. If my doctor tells me that I have to control my fat intake, <laughs> and I'm not talking about the fat around my waist, uh, I'm talking about fat in foods, like potato chips have a lot of fat. Ice cream has a lot of fat. So if my doctor tells me to watch my fat intake, he is telling me, he or she, she in this case, she is telling me that I need to control the amount of fat that I consume. So the word here is intake. How do you spell intake? I-N-T-A-K-E. So we have salt intake, fat intake, sugar intake, caffeine intake, alcohol intake, and we have the verb to take in. I love this about English. Many, many times you can take a noun, like intake, which is consumption, right? And you can find a phrasal verb in there somewhere. So we divide it and we invert it. To take in is the verb. Take took, taken. You know that that's an irregular verb. So the question would be, are you taking in a lot of calories? Are you taking in a lot of sugar? Over the weekend, I took in a lot of salt or I ate too much salt. Uh, but yeah, the verb is to take in. I really like the noun because we use it probably more than the verb in terms of consumption. We say, control your fat intake. So I've been trying to control my calorie intake uh, but that's always difficult, especially when you go out on the weekends with your friends and you eat and you drink a lot. So yeah, but this is what everybody tells you. Watch your fat intake, watch your sugar intake, watch your calorie intake, watch your sugar intake. Remember the way we pronounce the word sugar. It sounds like 
there is an S and an H there. Sugar. Of course, there isn't. How do you spell sugar? S-U-G-A-R. Repeat, please. S-U-G-A-R. And how do you spell this? Or I should say, how do you pronounce this word? I'm going to spell it, and you pronounce it, okay? S-U-R-E. I'm going to spell it again, and you please pronounce it. S-U-R-E. S-U-R-E. Sure. Sure. Not sewer. Sure. Like sugar. So there are some circumstances in English where the combination of the letters S and U sound like an S and an H. Sure. Sugar. Sugar. Okay, yeah, so I need to watch my sugar intake. Hey, how about this really cool expression to sugarcoat something? You know those two words, right? You know the word sugar. You know the word coat. To sugarcoat... And usually it's separate. We don't combine those two words. But the concept, this is a concept. This is an expression. Oh, don't sugarcoat it. Don't try to make it sound better than it is. Don't try to make it sound pleasant. Come on, give me the real truth. Give me the straight truth. Don't try to make it sound positive. Come on, don't sugarcoat it. Okay, so we use this expression. This is a great expression, by the way. If you only remember one expression uh, from today's program, this is the one to remember. Sugarcoat. We sugarcoat something when we want to make bad news sound good. Think about the word coat. A coat is like a layer of something. A coating is a layer, I should say. The verb is to coat. The verb is to put a layer on something. So to coat something is to put a layer on something. And that is called a coating. All right, so a coating and a layer are synonyms. And if you sugarcoat something, you're trying to cover up the bad part. I think of a car. I think of an old car, like the first car I bought. Let's say you buy an old car and it looks great, but there is rust underneath it. Well, they probably coated the rust with paint. They covered the rust, they coated the rust with paint. It looks good, but underneath there is rust. So the idea of sugar coating something is making something sound positive or making something sound pleasant when it really isn't. So, for example, if you're in the business world and uh, let's say your colleague, let's say you are responsible for a sales department. You're in charge of the sales department. And... One of your team members gives you an update on the sales figures. And they say, yeah, uh, yeah. well, the sales are down. Sales aren't very good this month. But you know what? Do you know what that means? We can use our losses to uh, redesign the sales department. We can use our losses to take more time on training. We can spend more time on training. And you say, come on, don't sugarcoat it. Give me the real facts. Simply tell me that the sales are down, that we are not selling very well right now. To sugarcoat. So anyway, we were talking about sugar intake. We have to control our sugar intake so we don't get fat. We have to control our fat intake. And uh, what about our salt intake? Yeah, sodium, right? We have to control our salt intake which reminds me of another great expression, to take something with a grain of salt. To take something with a grain of salt means to take an idea or somebody's advice with a little bit of skepticism. You don't really want to take the advice too seriously. 
I think of all of this coronavirus, this scenario we are experiencing with coronavirus. And two months ago, the experts were telling us to do this. And then two months later, the experts are telling us to do something completely different. And after a while, I begin to take that advice with a grain of salt, which means to accept somebody's advice with reservation or with a certain level of skepticism. Don't take it too seriously, right? To take something with a grain of salt. And one more expression, please. We have just a few seconds. Fat. We were talking about fat intake. How about the expression fat chance? Oh, yeah, that's not going to happen. Fat chance. Hey, do you think my boss will give me a raise next year? What? I say, uh, do you think my boss will give me a raise next year? Fat chance. Fat chance. If you respond with fat chance, which, by the way, is very informal, but the expression fat chance means that you don't believe it's going to happen. There is a very little chance or no chance of that happening. Fat chance. Okay, good. Well, that is nine minutes, a little over nine minutes there for today's 65th episode of Crosby's Nine. Please go back and review the material here, imitate me in this podcast, and really put into practice what you've learned. That's all for now, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.